So today, Sarah, we're going to talk about movement and exercise. Can you tell me a little bit about the difference between the two? Um, so exercise is, I guess you can say it's more related to like the fitness culture. So it's related to like goals, before and after pictures, like bodybuilding, um, probably running, just people who are like super, super invested or just people who are really like out there to like work out and work out is your sole purpose. Whereas movement, movement is just something that you want to incorporate into your everyday life. It's more like, it's a term that's used more in like the Zen culture relating to even just stuff like yoga, going for a walk, um, just moving your body, getting your blood flowing. Um, do you have anything to add? No, I would say that's pretty like accurate. And I, I love movement, um, the word, because it means more about like, how you feel in your body more than what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. So let's talk about listening to your body. When I talk about listening to your body, I mean, um, knowing your limits, knowing what you want to do that day, knowing what your body wants to do that day. And sometimes it's tough. Like sometimes you like actually have to push yourself because like you haven't done any movement that day and you need to like do some type of movement. But like other times you need to know when to stop and when to just rest or uh, relax because sometimes your body like gets to a certain point where like it just doesn't want to do anything anymore. And that's where you should probably like figure out like if you're doing too much and like in what areas of your life are you doing too much when you stop enjoying stuff like movement. Movement is supposed to be a natural human um, a human need, a human want, like people should want to be moving, people should want to um, just be doing stuff, like uh, keeps our blood flowing, which then will send good endorphins to your brain, makes you feel good, and so if you're not listening to your body and not listening to like what it needs at that moment, you could be doing something to hurt your mood and like hurt how you're feeling that day. Um, so when I mean listening to your body, I mean just understanding what you need to do, when you need to do it, and actually going through with those actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, when you say need, I think a lot of people feel like if they don't, it brings on a lot of guilt mm -hmm. and shame. And that's not good because that's like the fitness industry and like right. the... So I think what we mean by need is more taking care of your body. You need to take care of your body. Yeah, when I say need, I also mean like knowing when your body needs to rest too. I don't mean just need to do exercise or do any type of movement. I mean knowing when to do movement and when to not, you know? Yeah, and it can be as simple as like, getting up every hours because even just sitting for more than an hour can be detrimental to your health. Mm -hmm. But then again, I think when it comes to health, like we need to get a broader perspective. And oftentimes I feel like we, um, the perspective that we have is kind of ableism. Do you know what that means? 
No, tell us what it means. Um, so it's basically people that are able-bodied bodies. Um, so people that don't have any handicaps or people that don't have any disabilities. Um, and I think it's really important to take that into consideration and to be grateful for what we can do with our body. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Stop yourself from doing a certain type of movement because you were scared of not being good at it, of embarrassing yourself. My whole life has been that. So I was a competitive golfer and a competitive dancer. Um, but like I was a pretty good athlete growing up. So like I played a lot of different sports. Um, I guess the best uh, example for this one would be running. I enjoyed running and I still enjoy it now, like as a way to stay fit. Um, but my mom was a very, very good runner. Dad, he runs it, like, runs on his spare time and to stay fit, kind of like me now. Um, and my sister's an amazing runner. She's on a scholarship in the States. Um, and she's always been an amazing runner. So I was running up until about grade nine. And, like, I was doing okay. Like, I'd run on the cross-country team, like, probably come, like, top 10, top 20. But, like, I wasn't – I wasn't the best. I wasn't top three. I wasn't placing. Like, there's no way I could have gotten a scholarship out of it. Um, and there's reasons for why. But we'll talk about that later on. Uh, but bottom line is I quit running for a while because of that. I guess it was kind of like an all or nothing mentality that kind of just sent me down, like, a route where I couldn't do anything unless I was really good at it. Yeah, kind of like a fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Like only recently I started doing things that used to scare me um, regarding exercise. And because I remember when I had my ED, like I refused to exercise in front of other people. So classes and stuff like that, like I didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. um, but now I've been trying to like do hot yoga class um what else tell I, us about your whole fitness uh well I can't really talk about it because I've only just tried it like three times <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely something that I do plan on doing more in the future because I enjoy it so much and again that's something that I was so scared of doing because um I'm not the strongest person and I mean people keep telling me that um, so it's definitely like a fear I have of not being able to do certain movement or certain stuff. Um, but yeah, like I'm pushing back that fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's important, you know, like there's, I think there's a difference between like pushing past your limits and then pushing your limits, mm -hmm. you know, and like it's really important to like just kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit and push your limits um but like do it in a healthy way you know yeah. if if you're you feel strong enough you're just a little bit nervous about it then try it but like if it's actually like gonna affect you mentally and if it's gonna put you in a very like um I guess destabilized mental state then then don't do it maybe you're not ready for it yet 
Yeah, know? for sure. And that's something this year that I've been really trying to do is um, I got a personal trainer and I didn't think I, I couldn't do that um, before because I thought like, oh, it will trigger me. Someone will push me past my limits and then I'm going to just fall back into uh, my ED and have a full on relapse. Um, but then I realized that I'm actually doing pretty well. And the reason why I actually went for um, personal trainer was not in any way to lose weight, but just to gain more strength. And also um, because I had back pains. And I realized um, with my personal trainer, that's because I didn't do the exercise well. <laughs> Certain times it's useful to have someone that knows what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And oh, I think it's really important just to understand that movement and exercise should, like the ultimate goal of both of those things should definitely be just to make yourself healthier and make yourself feel better. Um, and I understand that some people do it competitively and I was a competitive athlete for years and um, I totally get that aspect of it, but at the end of the day, is your 86 year old self going to care about the fact that you weighed a hundred pounds at the age of 20? No, they won't. So like do exercise to like build your bone strength, make your heart healthy. And of course it includes nutrition and eating and we might get into that a little bit today. Um, but at the end of the day, think about your future self. So that's a topic I want to talk about a little bit is a lot of people just live in the now and only think about themselves now. And a huge reason why people procrastinate is because they're only thinking about their self now. They're not thinking about their future self. So Procrastination is an example I'll use just for this topic quick, but people procrastinate and then all of a sudden their future self has to deal with the issues that their procrastinating self, their current self pushed back. Mm. And it's the same thing with like diet and exercise, you know, like if you're not um, eating enough healthy foods, enough healthy fats, enough healthy proteins. And if you're not moving your body and making sure that your endurance is well, which is basically just your heart strength, um, you're not building muscle or you're not uh, aiding your bone strength too, um, then how is your future self going to be affected by that? You know, like when you reach 60, 70, your future self is going to be a mess because you didn't take proper care of yourself right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like, we all have like different kind of motivations, but I feel like when people concentrate on outside motivations, like it eventually, like you're going to realize it doesn't make you happy because it, it's always about like perfection. Right. But this is not the reality um and yeah like you said like later on in life what do you want your life to look like and if you don't take care of yourself right now well later on it might be difficult yeah for you what's the most beneficial part about movement 
and exercise-ish? <laughs> Um, I would say for me in the last like few years, it really has been about dealing. It's the way I cope with my anxiety. When mm -hmm. I work out, like it helps me completely get rid of it. Uh, because I find that anxiety is basically like too much buildup of energy, at least for me, um, like worries. And when I exercise and do movement, like I just let it all out. So then I can't, I'm more calm after to go through the day and think clearly yeah what about so you said that you're working out with personal trainers and i know that you went to a class for your pole fitness so like is there a social aspect to it that's oh. good for you too oh yeah for sure like i've met like new people in there yeah for sure and i love talking to people even if you're kind of all like in your own bubble when you exercise, but it's nice to see faces. And that's one thing um, about the gym. Like a lot of people, they hate busy gyms. And like, honestly, sometimes I hate it too. But like at the end of the day, when I look at like the bigger, bigger picture of it, it's really nice seeing like a bunch of people like working on themselves, you know, like assuming that they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice seeing that for me when it comes to fitness, like of course with sports and the eating disorder and so on, of course I was a bit of a compulsive exerciser for a very long time. I guess this year and last year it was, it's been a lot about just going when I want to go and going when I need to go, but you have to find that happy balance you know like I'd use I guess other coping mechanisms instead of exercise which where exercise probably should have been better if you get what I'm saying no no <laughs> like sometimes I got drinking to oh. deal with stress where I probably should have gone to the gym to deal with that stress you know so I, I guess like using I use gym and exercise and stuff to, to also cope with my mental health, you know, when I'm anxious or if I'm feeling a little bit depressed, like I know that like going to the gym or going for a run, like that's gonna, that's gonna help that. Um, but at the same time, I have to be very careful because I'm still like newly completely recovered from my eating disorder. And it's really easy for me to like fall back into that, that vicious cycle of it. Um, so it's just making sure that I'm doing exercise when I'm, when I am in a good frame of mind. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, one thing that, um, usually helps me is I, I ask myself, like, do I feel like I should do it or do I actually want to do it? If I feel like I should do it, usually that's a good indication that actually like is just the diet culture talking in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we might as well talk about it a little bit since it's so interrelated, but uh, let's talk about nutrition a little bit. So let's talk about food before, after exercise and water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that I figured out um, by having a personal trainer. Apparently, I don't drink enough water uh, because I drink too much tea. <laughs> And tea with caffeine. So if you drink oh, okay. a lot of tea with caffeine, that doesn't help your water intake. And I didn't know that. 
Yeah, no, then that's not good. I mean, herbal tea is great. Mm. Like, herbal tea is basically like water, same thing. But, like, if there's tea with caffeine, I mean, green tea and black tea are like your two big ones that, like, you have two cups of that, and that's about the same as a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? So, yeah, continue. Tell us about your tea with caffeine endeavors. Well, I've been trying to drink more like normal water to compensate uh, because I like my tea. Yes. And technically it's not, it's not, it's good for your health. Yeah. I've also learned how to eat more protein uh, because I'm a vegetarian. Well, sometimes I might lack some and I have to be careful because, um, of my energy and the amount of movement I do. Um, so I don't want to get too technical with all the macronutrients, but yeah. <laughs> three of them. And those three macronutrients include protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And all of them are very, very important. So like carbohydrates, they help with your energy um protein they help that helps with your muscles and like bone density and stuff like that and then fats fats are really really important for your organs and i'm talking to ladies for a little bit fat is really really important if you want to have babies one day if there's not enough fat in your body then you can't ovulate and not only can you not have babies or will affect your fertility but it's also going to affect your bone density so when you ovulate it actually helps build your bone strength so if you're not ovulating your bone strength is dissipating bottom line is you need all three macronutrients and all of them are very very important you need enough fat you need enough protein and you need enough carbs it just gets you through the day um and I've tried being a vegetarian, but my boyfriend's not a vegetarian. So anything, if anything, for me, protein is like a huge part of my diet. Um, and animal protein is what I'm talking about. Hmm. And especially now during quarantine, it's nice because I have the time to like cook meat. Um, up, like before quarantine, it was really, really hard to get, e- even to get enough protein in my diet because protein's a tough um it's a tough macronutrient to get let's say carbohydrates and fats so carbohydrates is it should like a normal person's diet it should make up like the greater part of your diet right and carbohydrates that includes like uh your breads your fruits and vegetables your granola bars your bagels like all your snacky foods and all the foods that are easy to get to that's your that's your carbohydrates. So of course it's easy to get those, right? Um, fats are tough to get sometimes, but other times it's easy. Like fat, fat is in cheese, fat is in butter, fat is, fat is in your milk, it's in um, even in chocolate. And there is fat in carbohydrates too, right? Um, well, fat in some type of carbohydrate mixes, it's complicated. But protein, protein on the other hand, it's it's a little bit tougher to get so it's not always just having some toast in the morning it's not always just having a glass of milk 
your protein is making sure you have enough beans in your diet if you're vegetarian, enough tofu. And both of those things you have to cook. If you want chicken in your diet, most of the time you want to cook it or else you're eating the processed sliced chicken, which I don't recommend. <laughs> it's made me sick a couple times. So, you know, a lot of protein is food that you have to prepare and you have to kind of plan for it. If you, do you get what I mean by that? Yeah. And it's also um, harder to get um, if you want good quality because it's more expensive. Um, one thing that I discovered is shiitake mushroom um, for replacement of chicken. So good. Yeah. And there's a lot of protein in those too? Supposed to be. Supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. Mushrooms are great. I love mushrooms. Portobello are my favorite. I really like portobello hamburgers. Mm, yes. So patties, but yeah. Okay, here's one thing. If you have to try a vegetarian thing, try the Beyond Meat burgers. So good. So good. Honestly, I think I would like it because like, like I said, I, I was vegetarian for a little bit. Um, but like at the same time, the people who love their burgers, I don't know, like it's for vegetarians. Let's just say that. So if you're a meat eater, you might not like it. It's supposed to taste really similar. So, you, oh, the other day, my brother um, found my my chicken nugget. So my veggie chicken nugget in the fridge. And he thought it was like regular chicken nugget. And he ate them all and didn't realize. And I was like, dude, you just ate my food. And he's like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's always like, I won't really? eat this. It's disgusting it wasn't really mm. huh. well that's interesting I'm glad you shared that with us because like people who like I totally like understand like the whole premise about like being vegetarian like especially like like just with the pollu pollution and stuff today like it's really good for the environment all that stuff I totally understand it I, I guess I just don't have um it's tough because the one person I live with isn't mm. right Oh my god, I agree with that. Like my family isn't and I have to do like a complete different grocery. And yeah. I find what I don't like about the whole like community sometimes is they can be a little bit pushy and a little bit extreme. <laughs> and it's like that's not really how it works. Like for me, I became vegetarian over over a period of four years. I started at sixteen and I was picking pescatarian so I was that for two years and I cut it out uh, slowly and then I became like vegetarian and uh, recently in the last year I've been changing um, regular like milk and cheese uh, with alternative and I love like coconut yogurt so much like I wouldn't go back oh yeah yeah coconut's good if you're not allergic to it uh, definitely definitely <laughs> are you allergic to it um yeah I'm allergic to a lot of things so I'm allergic to like I have a thing called birch tree allergy so I'm allergic to soy I'm allergic to coconut in some like some instances I'm allergic to a lot of raw fruit so like wow. any type of apple cherries 
Um, oh, and carrots, I'm allergic to those too. And raw nuts, I'm allergic to every raw nut. So I can eat the unhealthy roasted nuts, but I can't eat the raw nuts. I'm allergic to those. I can see that how that would make it difficult for you to be a vegetarian. Exactly, exactly. So like, and I think that was the biggest issue for me is that, um, so like at first, like I was fine with vegetarian vegetarianism because I was getting a lot of carbs and so on from my veggies and like I said carbohydrates that's your energy like it's quick energy you get it right away sorry I don't know how to snap yet I've been working on it for about 10 years I still don't know bottom line is I totally had enough energy for the first little bit but I couldn't find enough protein in my vegetarian diet because a a lot of the like prepared like vegetarian meats that are supposed to be like ground beef or stuff like that made of soy exactly Mm -hmm. Exactly. so that's why I'm not a vegetarian right now (laughs) makes total sense oh another thing that I've been um, finding is jackfruit it's really good jackfruit Mm -hmm. you can do like um chicken barbecue with it well, really? fake oh, chicken. That's super cool. I like that. Okay, so now that we're talking about nutrition, um, Camille, what's, why is it important to have some food before or after you do a workout? Uh, because if you do it in extreme, well, you might fight. <laughs> that's the more extreme version of it, I guess. Yeah, a little extreme. I wasn't expecting you to go that far but like (laughs) run with it you go girl (laughs) yeah I mean just in general like if you don't eat enough like you won't have enough energy for your muscle to repair so you're just gonna hurt yourself more than anything else yeah that's that's a huge part of it and um so what we call that is muscle dystrophy what Camille's talking about and what that means is you're basically wasting away your muscle. So if you have no food in your body and you're running on a quote unquote empty tank, yeah, sure. You're going to burn some fat, but you're also losing muscle at the same time. So if you need to lose weight, then losing fat will happen. But if you don't need to lose weight, then you're going to waste away your muscle, Mm -hmm. which will just make your workouts worse you're gonna feel worse during your workouts you're gonna feel worse after and even that that'll in turn make your motivation to work out and the motivation to move is not gonna be there because it just makes you feel bad Mm -hmm. for sure let's talk about the whole diet culture and the feeling of guilt so I don't know if you heard, but right now there's the whole COVID-15 going around. So it's basically COVID, but like you gain 15 pounds. You know how the freshmen like 15, but like COVID-15, which is really stupid, I believe. Like there's more important things in the world than that. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, let's do it. Um So first off, I want to speak to the freshman 15, quick before we go into the COVID-15. So freshman 15, yeah, sure, a lot of people gain a little bit of weight when they start university. 
and a lot of people attribute it to like the bad foods at the cafeteria and too much drinking, not enough exercise, not enough routine. But one thing I can't stress anymore is the stress factor. Mm, yeah. Stress has like it, it can be there no matter how well you eat, no matter how much you work out, stress can be there. And stress affects your metabolism. Stress is one of the biggest things that affects your metabolism. And the reason why it does that is because there's this hormone called cortisol. Most people have a surge of that hormone as they get older. That's why like, as you get older, you may start to gain a little bit of weight. Um, so bottom line is in that first year of university, a lot of people have that surge of stress and that surge of the cortisol hormone because they're away from home. They have lost their routine. Yeah, sure. There's other factors like drinking and the food might not be as great. And lack of sleep. Exactly. There's lack of sleep too, which also raises the cortisol hormone in your body. So that's why a lot of people gain the freshman 15. Um, but like, it's not a bad thing. Exactly. Exactly. And same thing with right now, like the COVID 15, like how many people have lost their jobs? I'm part of those people who have lost their jobs. How many people are not sure about what university is going to like look like next year. Mm. Both of us are in that category. You know, there's so many people who lives, whose lives have been changed so much um, that like when it comes to like stress and like your body and at the end of the day, does it really matter if you've gained a couple of pounds? You know what I mean? Yeah. And your body is meant to fluctuate. It's meant to change. I hear a lot of people talking about like, oh, like that are older and they're like, oh, I wish I look like when I was 16. But the reality is you're not supposed to. Oh, I totally agree with you on so many levels, um, especially for women. Like I feel for women, they hit puberty twice. So like they hit puberty at like 13, 14 when they get their period, but at around between like 18 and like 22 maybe they hit like their second puberty and that's where they get like wider hips their bone mass becomes denser and that's important that's supposed to happen and then when you get pregnant too that changes your body so much um i'll be very open here i had an abortion a few months ago and even those six weeks that I was pregnant, um, my body changed a lot. I wasn't super healthy up until then. And a lot of people say this, like people with eating disorders, they say as soon as they get pregnant, it's like something changes. All of a sudden your body just kind of knows and use all of a sudden start eating healthier, your bad habits go away, stuff like that. And that happened to me, except I didn't know I was pregnant. It just happens subconsciously. Um, but that changed my body so much. And like six, seven months away from that time, and my body's still recovering from those six weeks that 
I was pregnant, you know? So I can't imagine if someone was 40 and has had three kids, how much has that affected their body? You know, like any little bit of stress, any little bit of like hormone change, like obviously it's going to affect your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of things that people don't consider when they talk about um, weight is also medications. Like Mm -hmm. some medication will help you lose weight while with some medication, no matter what you do, you're going to gain weight. Yeah. And that includes also like some kind of contraceptive. I guess like what I'm getting at is, um, and I think the whole premise of our video is basically just telling you that movement is needed. Like you need movement in your everyday life. Like it, it's good for your body. It's good for your mental state, but um, don't fault yourself for not exercising. Don't fault yourself for not pushing yourself as hard as you usually do in the gym or like on your home, like home bike or your home cardio machine. Like don't be too hard on yourself because at the end of the day, like lots going on right now. And yeah, sure. Do the movement that you can, but if you can't give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. For sure. And like, just in general, I would say like, if you don't enjoy the movement that you're doing, try something new, try something else and continue to do that until you find something that you like. Because if you do movement that you don't enjoy, I don't see a point to it. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Because like, movement is all part of a lifestyle, right? So how is it supposed to turn out to be your lifestyle if you don't even like it? Mm-hmm, exactly. You're just going to be unhappy and we don't want that. No, of course not. And like, you're not going to be able to do it every day. But what I'm saying is this weather has been great. Mm-hmm. So what kind of outdoor stuff that people could be doing right now? Um, well, that's one of my goal for this summer. <laughs> And it's to learn to rollerblade. So you could try and learn something new, like me, and see how it goes. <laughs> I don't think you could pay me enough to try to learn how to rollerblade. <laughs> um, okay, well, what could you try? Um, I'm going to stick to, like, normal human things. <laughs> like, maybe, like, walking. Okay. Or, um... Just like going hiking, like going to new places. Mm, yes. So my boyfriend and I, we drove like two hours to get to this place to go for a hike with some of our friends. Because like social distancing, we could spend our like two meters apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've been doing as well. Yeah, go for a hike. So one thing that both Camille and I have dealt with in the past is using exercise as a I guess a coping mechanism for like not so great feelings and that's one reason why we use the move use the word movement a lot is because exercise for us it was self-destructive at one point and the reason for that was because of our eating disorders that we had um And so instead of exercise being something that we did because for health reasons to help our future self, 
Um, we did it literally just to lose weight and lose weight when we didn't have to, or just to deal with really bad feelings, Yeah, you know, like, um, and we, you do it excessively, do it to the point where it's not good for you anymore. Do it to the point where you hate it, but you feel like you have to do it every single day. Mm -hmm. And then it just turns into like a vicious cycle, you know, like sometimes you end up doing it multiple times a day, like, and you really don't need to do that. Like, so I guess when Camille said earlier, like understanding when you feel like you have to do it or when you want to do it, that's one of the best tools you can use to figure out whether or not you should exercise that day, you know? Totally, totally, like 100%. I guess one thing that I don't like with the online uh, world is because they use a one-size-fits-all, when really every body is different and doesn't respond to everything the same way. Just as like something simple as flexibility. Not everyone has the same flexibility. Not everyone has the same. um, The same ability, the same strength, the same body type, the same body shape. You know, like everyone's so different. And uh, you kind of have to just accept yourself for who who you are. And like, uh, it's hard, like. I, I like, I understand, like, the people who are, like, fitness inspirations and, like, stuff like that on Instagram, but at the same time, like, and even some of them in their posts, they will tell you that a lot of their posts, like, they, they don't actually look like that. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with their camera angle. Like, uh, lighting. Yeah. Exactly. Stuff like that. Um, oh, I guess the biggest takeaway from this is just don't feel discouraged by comparing yourself to other people when it comes to exercise and movement. Like even for myself, I have a few friends that are in the bodybuilding fitness industry and yeah, like I was kind of part of that a little bit on the outside when I was younger. Um, And so like when I see them, like it's, it's a little bit triggering sometimes. So I just kind of have to distance myself and Mm -hmm. tell myself that like, no, like I'm a lot healthier now than I've ever been. And it's without all the excessive exercise, the excessive dieting, any of that. Um, And I think a lot of people have to remind themselves of that too. Like you're healthy because you want your future self to be healthy and you're healthy because you want to be able to have children one day. You're healthy because you want to be able to focus at school. You know, like there's so many reasons to be healthy that doesn't have to do with losing weight or looking better than other people. Um, Yeah. I think like with the whole health industry, weight isn't the problem and it isn't the solution. Like for me, it's a symptom of something else. Yeah. No, I, I told totally. you earlier about like sleep and stress and everything else. Like that's what's the real issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, oh, I hate to say this, but there's no one that can convince me that a sport or just any type of competitive form of exercise 
where you have to be a certain weight is healthy for you. Mm, like I no, agree. Yeah, no one can convince me of that. And like I oh I don't know. Like that's all I have to say. Yeah, and I feel like if your whole life turns around what you eat and um exercise, like exercise, not movement. Mm-hmm you're not going to be healthy because you're going to be in an obsessive mindset and that's not good exactly and oh one of my friends like he honestly like it breaks my heart to like hear hear him say this because like he's a he's a guy and I'm not saying that like guys don't have like troubles with eating or dieting but Mm. it's less likely for them to right but like he's it's less known, right? As yeah, well. exactly. And he's very into the fitness industry, so he doesn't have like the eating disorder or like compulsive exercise. But he's into the fitness industry, so because of that, he feels like he like he has to diet and exercise a lot for his shows. And he told me the other day, he's like, a lot of these shows are being canceled, right? Mm. So he said, I can't believe that I've spent all this time being lonely and all this time dieting and all this time putting myself like through not so great things for all of it to go to waste. And like the issue with that is, or like the good thing about that is that's what people who are dieting and exercising for the wrong reasons need to know is that they're wasting their time doing it you know? Yeah, it's all a question of priority and balance. Balance. Mm -hmm. If it's, if it takes all of your life, and you don't make time for friends, and like fun, you're not going to be happy. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's so hard on like the human, uh, just, just the human mind, like, us as humans, we have the ability to be creative. We have the ability to feel things. We have the ability to know um, what's good and what's bad by just knowing. Like, it, we don't even have to have it proved to us. We just know. And I feel like we should take the opportunity to um, take hold to that and listen to those parts of our brain telling us whether or not we should do things. Mm-hmm. A lot of it comes with the diet industry and the beauty standards. And I think we often forget that um, boys and girls have some ideals that they want to reach. And I find it sad because you're going to spend all your life trying to reach something that either when you reach it, you're not going to be happy because you're going to want more or, um, you won't reach it and you'll keep going for it. And during that time, you're kind of wasting all of that energy and you're wasting all of your potential for like greater things that you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I have to go back to this just one more time before we end. But at the end of the day, you have to think of how much your 80 year old self will care about Mm. everything that just happened 
Yeah, like you've never been, that's dark, but you've never been to a funeral and someone said, oh, she was thin. Like that's the best thing she did in her life. <laughs> yeah, like. Or, for a guy, like he was like bulk and he had so many muscles. Because once you're dead, like it won't stay. It won't stay. No. What will stay though is your personality. Exactly. And like at the end of the day, you want a lot of people at your funeral. Like you want people celebrating your life. Like, and the only way to do that is to build connections with people. It's to like learn from other people and teach other people different things. You know, and you can't do that if you're focused on dieting and exercise because they affect, they take up so much of your mental energy and your physical energy that you don't have time for those important connections that really, really make your life worth living. So yeah, I guess um, that's our talk for today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe.